We know you stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We started today's program uh, with a Chicago-based writer. Now we go to a uh, Washington, D.C.-based writer. Uh, she happens to be an opinion columnist for the L.A. Times. I am always delighted to be in dialogue with our friend Jackie Combs. Jackie, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm glad to have you back on and uh, glad to talk to you. Um, I've been reading your stuff of late, as I always do, of course. Um, and I was uh, I was fascinated uh, by your take on uh, this particular piece. And by this particular piece, I am referencing uh, the recent Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, interview on 60 Minutes. I'll hold uh, on your take on it, and uh, for, th- for those who didn't read your piece, um, you can unpack that for us. Uh, let me start, though, by playing a clip. If you didn't see uh, this, this right-wing uh, Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, speaking to Leslie Stahl on 60 Minutes, uh, take a listen. Philosophically. What is happening in our country that this kind of anger has reached this level? It's very polarizing. I don't know how we got this way, but I do know there were situations that happened like when Hillary Clinton declared that we were all deplorables because we voted for Trump. The way I've been portrayed in the media and a character of myself that doesn't exist, that people in the public feel like they can come after me or, or, or someone like me and it's just absolutely wrong. But the political polarization that's happened in our country, I believe it's a true tragedy and it's terrible. So I just listened to your answer Mm -hmm. and here's what you did. You attacked the Democrats and you attacked the media in one sentence. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's what's happened. No, but there must be something else because Democrats are being abused as well. It's not just one side, that's the thing. It's like a virus. Well, I don't know what it is. People hear things and see things, and then they react. It's just a tragedy of where we are today. And I don't want to attack the media, Leslie. I actually truly support the press in this country. I believe the freedom of press is one of our greatest freedoms and rights, but I don't like the way they have portrayed me, and they have lied about me many times. So, Jackie... uh... (laughs) I, yeah, it's pretty I, rich. <laughs> I, I can't even get it out. I tried. I tried with all due respect to Leslie Stahl, who I know and like. Uh, I tried not to laugh uh, watching that conversation. Um, but it, it, it and in fact, it, it would have been laughable if it were not so serious. But I literally I tried to hold I had to hold back my laughter watching those words come out of her mouth. That's my take. But I read your piece and I want the audience who may not have seen your piece, perhaps uh, many of our listeners, of course, are L.A. Times readers. But for those who may mm-hmm. not have seen your piece, uh, tell me what your take on it was. Well, you know, in the clip you played, Leslie Stahl did push back at um, Marjorie Taylor Greene who is, a, as I indicate, an extremely abnormal congressperson in all the decades I've covered Congress, abnormally extreme right wing. And she did her best to make her, to normalize herself. And unfortunately, she got a bit of an assist from Leslie Stahl, who didn't push back enough. And even in that pushback that we heard on the clip you played, Leslie Stahl didn't note that Marjorie Taylor Greene has built her career in politics, which is very recent. She 
only was elected in 2020. Mm -hmm. She's built her politics on her career on attacking other people. Mm -hmm. For her to be complaining that she's being lied about and attacked in the media and by Democrats is just the pot calling the kettle black in the worst way. Um, So, I mean, this is a woman who had um, liked a tweet that in which what the person was saying that Nancy Pelosi, who was then speaker, should have a bullet in the head. Mm-hmm. And and that's the, the nature of she's a former member of QAnon. She says she's no longer a member of QAnon. She still um, denies that Joe Biden was rightfully elected. And she only in the past month has um, led a tour of the D.C. jail here to um, visit what they call the patriots and political prisoners who are defendants for their crimes on January 6th, including assaulting the, the 140 policemen that incurred injuries. And then someone died subsequently and others committed suicide. And, and for her, this is, you know, it's just, I, I hate that she was given the attention. I will concede that she has tons of influence in the House of Representatives right now, given that Republicans control the place. And and Speaker Kevin McCarthy believes he owes his job to her, which he probably does. <laughs> but that's that's a sad statement. That yeah. Somebody like her is so influential. Let me come back to uh, I want to come back to that notion in a moment of somebody like her. We'll get to that in a moment, I promise. Yeah. But I want to start yeah. with your use of the word abnormal, which I don't disagree with. It's a great word. Uh, and that's why you're a great writer. Um, but the question is whether or not she is just uh, just abnormal or whether or not she is an outlier or whether she is a profile of what is to come, if that makes any sense. Is she is she so yeah. abnormal that she's just an outlier or is she uh, a profile of what is to come, given that people like her can, in fact, obviously get elected to Congress? Does that make sense? Right. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, I, when I say abnormal, I mean sort of in the context of uh, congressional history and, and including recent history. She's no longer all that abnormal when it comes to elective Republicans, especially in the House of Representatives. Where the Republican, <clears throat> excuse me, where the Republican majority is, um, uh, it, it, it's it's just a, a group of um, anti-government, uh, anti-democracy in many respects. Mm-hmm. Um, people who uh, fortunately have a check on what they produce, given that the Senate remains in Democratic hands and we have a Democratic president. But they are, they are, you know, all for the most part, all allies of Trump. Um, those who even who aren't allies would would de- are defending him in his um, criminal investigations. So it's he. She's no longer abnormal in the in the you know scope of Republicans these days, and especially because, given the gerrymandering of congressional districts in these red districts all across the country. The most right-wing candidate is the one who gets the votes of the base of the Republican Party, the base voters. And when there's really no contest with a Democrat in the November election, that's the person who gets elected. So you you have – she is sort of, you know, representative of what is becoming the increasingly 
um, right wing mm-hmm. profile of of congressional Republicans. Yeah. Um, let me just let me just say this. Um, I mentioned earlier that I had to watch that interview and 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 hold back my laughter as I was as I was viewing it. <laughs> Yes. But but one of the things that disturbs me, and again, I, I I'm a I'm a 60 Minutes fan. I've watched it for years, of course. And and uh, Leslie is a is a fine journalist. I think you're right. She didn't push back as hard as she should have. Uh, and your comment about Leslie not holding the line on this conversation takes me directly to this. I'm watching my clock. Let me let me tee this up. Yeah. And um, we'll give you give you an opportunity, of course, to respond to it on the other side. But watch, okay. watching that interview, um, Jackie, reminded me. Of, of of how I felt so many times in 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 the recent past about this penchant that the mainstream media seems to have, and oftentimes from folk who should know better, but this penchant they seem to have to have to show or showcase the other side. Now, to be fair, sixty Minutes has interviewed all kinds of scoundrels, of course, in the in the mm-hmm. history right. in the history of that program uh, since it came on, on online. Uh, thanks to Don right. Hewitt, Don Hewitt, many many years ago, decades ago, right. they've interviewed all kinds of scoundrels, to be sure. And yet, I, I, I'm I'm feeling more and more that we're, we're in this moment where no matter how outrageous you are, how abnormal you are, what an outlier you might be, how crazy your ideas are. Um, how dangerous your ideas might be. People feel this sort of, again, this penchant, this pull to have to give you equal time, to have to showcase you and that craziness on a platform like 60 Minutes. Is that just me? Do others feel similarly? Am I wrong about this? We'll get Jackie Combs' response to that. When we come forward, you're listening to LA, uh, uh, LA Times opinion columnist Jackie Combs, based in D.C., but on this L.A.-based radio station right now, KBLA Talk 15. So Jackie, that's my read. What's your what's your take on this this mandate? It, it, this it seems that people in our business uh, seem to have these days to have to showcase the nonsense. Yeah, well, Travis, you you Travis, you've uh, picked a real scab for me when it comes to journalism because um, I have been chafing against what I call both sidesism mm-hmm. for for years, but but never so much as, as the last in the age of Trump. I mean, I'd go back to Newt Gingrich, who was speaker in the um, uh, right wing speaker in the mid nineties, and and I think there was a lot of that. And what, what the problem, you know, in the in the press, we are trained, and it is in our DNA to try to um, present what we say both both sides of an issue or all sides of an issue. Mm-hmm. And um, as if they're of equal weight and equal uh, uh, credibility and and worth when in, for so much on the Republican side. And, 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 I, and I think that worked well for me for most of my career. Mm-hmm. But in, in the age of Trump, it has so changed because there's so much that is not based on fact. It's outright lies. And so Leslie Stahl even for the moments of pushback against Marjorie Taylor Greene in that interview approached Marjorie Taylor Greene as if she's on the level Mm -hmm. and she's not, Mm -hmm. she's not, you know, Leslie kept asking her about whether she would compromise on the budget and the the debt limit that Congress has to address soon. And Marjorie Taylor Greene for, for Republicans like her compromise is a four letter word. They're, they're, voters would be angry with them if they ever compromised with Democrats. There's no compromise on the budget that would be acceptable to her. They are just um, nihilists when it comes to the government. They don't like the government. 
in my experience throughout my career, Republicans were small government lawmakers. Now they're just anti-government, no government. Um, and so that's what, you know, in this interview, there was no examination of the January 6th assault and Marjorie Taylor Greene's support for the continuing um, denial that that was there, there was anything beyond a tourist visit there when we, you know, it's like, don't believe your lying eyes. Mm-hmm. We saw it all. And so I think, you know, this is she's just not a normal congressperson who's who's become influential. She's anti-democratic. And and that needs to be exposed, not just, you know, to go into what you said, Tabitha, it's just that the press needs to call this what it is. Yeah. It is, un, it is abnormal, and it is anti-democratic. It is a threat to our system of government. And she should have been prepared to to make that point, that this is a different breed of cat. And um, I think it was a disservice yeah. to to the um, viewers. And that that's your line that you just um, uttered a moment ago is, is where, I, where I sit, that it's a threat to our system of governance and government. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm all, I'm all for talking to people that you disagree with. I, I say all the time that this station and this program at our best, we are trying to challenge folk to reexamine the assumptions they hold. We, we are helping, yeah. hoping at least to help you expand your inventory of ideas. Well, you can't do that if you're not rubbing up against ideas that are different from yours. So I'm yeah. totally open to talking to people who I disagree with. I've talked to Ann Coulter uh, a number of times in my career, and I've, I've talked to Newt Gingrich. I've, I've talked to a lot of these people on the other right. side. But the, but, right. the, but the point of the conversation is to expose them, to use your word. The point of the conversation mm-hmm. is to out them. The point of the conversation is to is to push them. The point of the conversation is to hold them accountable. But when you get a platform like 60 Minutes and there isn't the appropriate pushback, uh, I think that ultimately it is a danger to our democracy. And I'm, I'm, I'm still smartened about this because the mainstream media allowed Donald Trump in. They basically invited him in. We bent over backwards. We bent over backwards when Donald Trump ran for office to accommodate him. I'm still mad at my friends Chuck uh, Chuck Todd and George Stephanopoulos. All these oh, people, they're friends of mine. Anderson but, Cooper. And, yeah, but they, yeah, they, oh, would, they, would, they would let this guy call in from his cell phone. All kinds right. of background noise. He's at a restaurant. He's at Mar-a-Lago. Anything to get him on the line. It didn't matter how bad the phone quality was. He didn't have to come in studio. He didn't have to sit for a satellite feed like everybody else. He could just call it on his cell phone. They were so anxious to get Donald Trump on the phone. I've said many times, people, people always say that, the media builds you up and then they tear you down. No, get your conjunction right. The media doesn't build you up and tear you down. The media builds you up to tear you down. So they make money. Right. They get clickbait. They get subscriptions coming and going. But the yeah. media, the mainstream media allowed the advent of Donald Trump. And now everybody hates Donald Trump. And I see the same thing happening with these Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green types where they will give you a platform on 60 Minutes, let you run your agenda, and then the democracy, I think, uh, ultimately is endangered by that and pays a price for it. I digress. Our remaining moments with Jackie Combs when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Just got a couple minutes left here. I want to give it all to Jackie Combs. Jackie, I loved uh, your phrase, your word earlier, both sides-ism, both sides-ism. Uh, finally here, is there anything to be done in the future about the kind of both sides-ism that allows Marjorie Taylor Greene a platform on 60 Minutes? Well, I think you just have to be willing, more willing than we've been in the past, uh, 
because when there wasn't as, as many lies afoot, to, to call them out and to um, confront people um, with facts as opposed to their fallacies. And, you know, you, I was, I was, my blood was boiling all through the break just now because you <laughs> left me with this memory of the way the press built up Trump during the um, mm-hmm. uh, 2016 presidential campaign. And I said, I mentioned in my column, I recalled how back then CBS, uh, CBS's chief, Les Moonves, had said, um, to criticism that they were, you know, covering Trump too much. He said, well, it may not be good for America, but it's damn good for CBS. Yep. And when I saw this 60 Minutes, I was a fearful that this was exactly the same mentality that was, you know, building up Marjorie Taylor Greene when, in fact, she needs to be exposed at every turn. Nope. I uh, I remember that comment from uh, Les Moonves uh, rather well. Uh, and it, um, you know, it's... It's clear to me that um, in many respects, sadly, people are, again, more concerned, Jackie, about ratings and subscriptions and clicks uh, yep. than they are, I think, about our democracy. And I think we're, we're all doing ourselves a great disservice when we when we don't consider uh, the impact, the decisions that we make to give people platforms have ultimately on our democracy. And I can promise you this. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, is just the tip of the iceberg. Look out for all the exposure that, yep. that Ron DeSantis is going to get. Uh, is already getting and will get when we move forward. But I digress for the moment. Jackie Combs, L.A. opinion columnist based in Washington, D.C. Her her stuff for me is must-read copy. And um, if you're not a a reader regularly of the L.A. Times or of her stuff, I highly recommend you add it to your reading list. Jackie, good to have you on. We'll do it again. All the best to you. Thanks for your time. Always a pleasure, Tavis. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, that's just our one. Uh, two more hours to go, but two great conversations. I said at the top of our show an hour ago, today really is a self-help day. So in the next hour, we're going to talk about how to uh, how to uh, build uh, successful relationships. And in our third hour, we're going to talk about how to find purpose in your work. It's a self-help day on Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580.